Welcome to the Fairs, Festivals, and Carnivals podcast. Award-winning concessionaire and fry queen of Texas, Christy Urpello and her family have been frying Fernie's famous funnel cakes at the State Fair for 49 years. And now she wants to give you the inside scoop on all things fair food. Join us as we take a look inside some of the fair's biggest vendors to find out what makes the State Fair of Texas the best 24 days of the year. From fried foods to funnel cakes, this is the Fairs, Festivals, and Carnivals podcast with your host, Christy Arpello. Welcome back to Fairs, Festivals, and Carnivals, episode four. I'm Zach Lewis. I'm Matt Stoker. I'm Christy Arpello. And we are chatting about the fair post 2017 state fair the fair is over we've we came we saw we conquered christy we we ate we We ate (laughs) we ate oh we ate christy what did you think i thought it was fantastic uh i know that the records have uh been saying that this is not this fair was not quite as good as the 2016 but for our concessions personally it was better Really? Yeah, we had a better fare than last year. I know you don't talk numbers, but, I mean, you you felt like you were well above and beyond. How many, I, I don't even know the best way to, to how many fried sheet cakes do, did you sell? Do you have that number? I the? don't have that number, I but uh, it was over 20,000. I know that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh over 20,000. And is this one that's going to make it on the on the roster next year? Or? I think I may have to. Yeah. I, I, it's uh, so good. I've had many people comment on our Facebook page. Are you bringing this back? I had one lady send me a private message on Facebook, and she wants to know. If I will tell her how to make it because she wants to make it for her family for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh wow! Right. <laughs> oh gosh! Imagine having that on the table. Oh for Thanksgiving. my goodness! Yeah, especially if it turns out the way yours did. Yes, please. Um, um, we I, will not be having it. <laughs> we will not be. Having are you sick of it? it? I went out to dinner last night with my grandson, and he got a brownie for dessert. And I said, "This is the first brownie I've had <laughs> since the end of the fair." And yeah. I only had one during the fair. Mm. Well, wow. I, I know you've said over and over again that you have only have limited space as far as cook space, mm-hmm. and um, you know you can only have a certain number of things on the menu. So if you keep this item, it, does, does that mean something's getting bumped or? Have we not gotten that far? I, I don't know how I'm going to make this work because there are certain items that you can fry together. So I might be able to do something else together. Like I could do the peaches with the carrot cake rolls because mm. they have a similar taste profile. But the chocolate I couldn't do with anything. Right. So I don't know. I'll have to figure that out. See if I can add more power or vinahood. We need a vinahood. The fair wraps in October. It is November when we're recording this. We're coming up on the holiday season. I'm curious, what exactly do you see on the table at the Fernie Thanksgiving feast? I mean, do you have a bunch of fried goods? Does everybody have a signature dish? I mean, you come up with recipes all year. There's got to be some cool stuff there, right? Or is it just very traditional, very home style? We're pretty t- traditional. Yeah. You know, we like the cornbread dressing and the sweet potatoes, green beans, turkey. Uh, but I am Italian, so we do have meatballs. Oh, wow. <laughs> we, All right. I would not expect that. We do yeah. have meatballs. We have meatballs for every holiday. Uh, my brother-in-law usually makes them, but he's not going to be here this year, so I get to make the meatballs. All right. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I I got to be honest. My, my grandma had this recipe for these noodles back in the day, and, and, and ever since she passed still, my mom, every year I hound her. I'm like, you got to make the noodles. You got to. It's, it's a thing. I feel like if my parents had any affiliation with the state fair, I'd be terrible about any kind of food dish. About the 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 chicken pot pie, fried pocket, that's got to make an appearance. Like I, <laughs> yeah, it's got to show want all up. that stuff to uh, be there. Right. 
<laughs> that is my son's favorite, too. In fact, when I told him I wasn't putting it on the menu this year, he goes, well, I have to tell you this, Mom. You have not made your last chicken pot pie. And I said, okay, I'll make one for you, baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you, and now you, Zach, I'll make one please for you. Please do. Well. I oh, would gosh, happily. Yes. Okay, and you too, yeah. Matt. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> do you make things from scratch, or do you guys uh, do you guys for, go with any, for, for, Thanksgiving? Thing, for Thanksgiving? I don't know. It's from scratch. I, yeah. It was it was so funny. I had a, a phone call with my grandma. Um, she moved away to Virginia, so I don't get to enjoy all of her Thanksgiving food. And one thing she makes is like a really delicious dressing. Mm-hmm. And so we said, well, we're going to have Thanksgiving with some friends. We want to bring a dressing over. I'm going to call grandma up and get a recipe. So I said, grandma, what do you do with your... Thanksgiving dressing. She says, well, you just go to the store and buy a box of stovetop dressing. <laughs> she puts other stuff in it uh-huh. that makes it good. Yeah. But I was like, Grandma, are you kidding me? There's all these years I've just been eating stovetop dressing that you, you dress up a little bit and make it make it better. And she's like, yeah. You know what? With that mindset, she would be a great concessionaire. Because <laughs> that's what be. we do. She we start with be. something like that and then add to it. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's pretty much scratch. It's a lot of standing and cooking. What did you think of the fair this year as far as your individual spaces goes? You have the Skyway porch, you have the dock. Did everybody do pretty well? Did you feel like, oh, well, one thing I did want to ask about was the, the giant 12-inch funnel cakes. How were those? How'd those go? We did great. We yeah. sold a lot of those. We did really, really well. We were going to, at the end of the fair, see if we could make even a bigger ring. And uh, so it might be something that we're looking into next year. Uh, maybe... We're- contacting Guinness to see if we can get the largest yeah. funnel cake. Sure. Were there demands for a bigger version of the funnel cake? There was not a demand, but you know us. <laughs> you make it. We, we've set the bar, so now we have to go over that bar. You one create the, the demand. One of the things I did want to ask about on the last episode and never got the chance, does it have to be a circular ring? Could you get one in the shape of Texas? Could you? Could you make a Texas-shaped funnel cake? Or is that just... I don't know how the physics work in the whole funnel cake we, system. We I, have played around with doing different shapes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure you could. I think that would yeah, you could do that easily. But the ones that we tried before didn't work out. I won't tell you what design they were, but they didn't just quite work mm. out. All right. Yeah. Mystery for Ferris Festivals and Carnivals fans. Looking ahead at 2018. No, no, no. Let's uh, before I get to 2018. I want to ask about this this thing you've been working on. We're going to talk to CD Reisinger in the next segment and 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 kind of dig into it a little bit more. But State Fair cares and this toy and coat drive you're putting together. What is going on there? Let's talk about it. Well, that is something that um, just came to me a couple of weeks ago. I think you, after all these conversations with all the fair people, you kind of understand what we're all about, and we are one big happy family yes. out there. And, well, one big, most of the time, happy family. (laughs) Now we have 78 children. Uh, So I started missing everyone. And uh, Melanie Lanier, who is our director of concessions, I called her a couple of weeks ago and I said, why don't we have a holiday party? And then what we'll do is make it, put it to good use, not just have a party, but put it to good use. And we're going to make it a coat and toy drive for the surrounding areas of the fair. So we get to see everybody, have a good time for the holidays, and then do something good with it. Pay it forward. Yeah. Now, here's the big question. Who's catering this thing? <laughs> fair concessionaires. Fair concessionaires. <laughs> there you go. No oh, corn gosh. dogs. Nothing fried. <laughs> no no fried foods. Do you, fry, you fry anything around the Thanksgiving table? Nothing. 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 I don't believe it. That is Nothing. astounding to me. Nothing. I guess that's fair. I very, very rarely fry. 
Outside of the fair. Well, well, it, you get your fill in at the it, fair. Well, it starts about June. Yeah. It starts about June at the house, and my house, my husband will walk in and goes, oh, it smells like the fair in here. I'm like, yeah, it does <laughs> smell like the fair in here. I'm sure your your favorite kind of signature item this year was, of course, the sheet cake. But I'm curious, out of the other vendors, do you have anybody else you thought, that was that was a good one, like you were really, really pleased with? Uh, I know Chef Cassie had a couple you were really Oh, into. my gosh. Yeah. Chef Cassie's were amazing. Yeah. A lot of them, you know, I don't get to eat a lot of the fair food right. just because pretty much what I do in the morning is I go in, open up, work, work, work. Johnna gets in, I go home and get up into it get the next day. So I don't really eat. I'll eat our nachos or maybe make a sandwich or something. Mm-hmm. But we did get to uh, eat Chef Cassie's that one day. And mm-hmm. Hers were amazing. That deep fried Sophia cheesecake on a stick. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. Top, yeah. The catfish was yeah, good. Yeah, the topsy turvy oh, catfish. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So good. In fact, I was bragging on her the other day to somebody else. And then one of our other really go-to standbys are the Nevin's hamburgers. Yeah. Something just... So simple, but it's so good. It reminds me kind of a water burger. I'm going to try that next year. Mm-hmm. I know. It's I didn't get good. one either. I was too caught up in the fried sheet cake. Anyway, I know we've got a couple other segments to get to. Uh, we are going to talk to C.D. Reisinger, the Senior VP of Food, Beverage, and Retail at the fair. We're also going to talk to one Jonna McKee. Yeah. Christy Arbello's sister. Well, my so, baby sister. I know. I'm curious to see how that goes. But we're going to get to that. Then we're going to wrap things up. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of fairs, festivals, and carnivals right after this. Welcome back to fairs, festivals, and carnivals uh, post-2017 State Fair. Uh, we are on the phone with one kind of interesting individual. Christy, why don't you help me set this up? Who are we talking to? We are talking to the one and only C.D. Reisinger, our uh, fearless leader, who is the Senior Vice President of Food, Beverage, and Retail at the Great State Fair of Texas. That's hey. A- that's a pretty big job, I would I would have to think. It is a big job. <laughs> hey, C.D. Well, I'm blushing. I'm blushing at that introduction. <laughs> well, C.D., welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. C.D., you, let's start with that. Yeah, you've, you've got a lot kind of going on under your umbrella. Senior VP of Food, Beverage, and Retail. That covers a lot of ground at the State Fair, and there's a lot of acreage out there to cover. Um, how did you get into the fair business? Well, I'll give you the, the two-minute version. Uh, 1965, at the age of 16, um, I started as a busboy at Six Flags, uh, busing tables at the, uh, it was a steakhouse at the time, and later became a barbecue place. And uh, over the next uh, 24 years, I worked my way up from uh, a busboy to the corporate director of food service there. At one time, we had over 25 theme parks all over the world, and uh, I did the food service uh, operation uh, for Six Flags, and uh, uh, because of them wanting me to relocate to another city, uh, Chicago, uh, to be specific, I decided that I wanted to go off into the entrepreneurial world, and I got in the restaurant business in um, Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, went in partners with Bobby Valentine, and I had three restaurants in, in Arlington, and uh, then I went over into the product development world and helped develop a product called Lemon Chill. And uh, But as you can see, this thread, uh, I've always been in and around the leisure uh, and recreational feeding business. Um, uh, so, uh, well, let me back up just a little bit. And then I 
uh, one of my bosses and mentors uh, in life was Errol McCoy, who was president of the State Fair for many years. And uh, when Mr. Ron Black, my predecessor, retired, uh, he asked me if I would be interested in joining the fair, and I told him I thought he'd never ask, and uh, and here I am. <laughs> and I've been. This was my eighth fair that we just finished. So uh, I want to back up for a second. Did you say you came up with the lemon chill? Is that right? Well, I didn't invent it, but I was the uh, the link between the inventor and the business. Um, we started off. I literally drew the first cart, the first cart we did on a napkin and a bar, <laughs> and uh, and we developed it from the idea, which was a really thrill, to because we all have great ideas, and uh, but the thrill was to see an idea on a pad with a pen and then later see it all over the United States and later even being sold to a much larger company to, to go walk with that with the inventor was, a, I call it my graduate degree. Um, that's kind of where I learned how to work on the other side of the desk, if you will, and uh, everything from Major League Baseball to theme parks to uh, colleges. Uh, I mean, it was, it was a thrill, and uh, I got to travel. That uh, was about seven years of traveling all over the United States, and then uh, he sold the company in 1998, and I actually went back to Six Flags uh, uh, for three and a half years. Uh, uh, so I've, I've just been in and around on both sides of the desk this business all my life. I've uh, jokingly said I've never really had a real job in my life. I've always had great jobs and with working with great people, and and uh, that's what I love to do. And this is the best I've the best place I've ever been. I mean, I I, I get to finish out my career at this wonderful place. It's just an honor and a thrill. Well, thank you for bringing the lemon chill to us. That's you're pretty much a hero of mine now. <laughs> uh, okay, CD. I, well, I really would like to write a book about it because it it rivals Ben and Jerry's and some of these other phenomenon stories that uh, of food product that that's been created out of just an idea. I need to know: Did anybody save that napkin that you drew? The, I'm sorry. Did anybody save the napkin that you drew the drawing on? No, but I can still see it. <laughs> uh, I can still see it in my in my brain that uh, uh, because Charles, the inventor was going over to meet with Six Flags, and uh, I was saying, okay, Charles, this is what they're going to need. Uh, and I sketched it out, and, and uh, because the product had to be out on the streets in a cart, it wouldn't work just in a, a regular uh, snack stand building, putting it on the menu. You had to get it right out, impulsive, out on the street. Uh, we put in one cart uh, to start with, and before the end of the first summer, we had nine carts out there. And then later, we became 10% of their total revenues. Wow. It was in its phenomenon stage. But it was great. It was a great story. CD, how long have you been affiliated with the State Fair of Texas? Uh, this past year was my eighth fair. I started in, uh, I actually started kind of sort of in 2008, 2009, but I officially took my position in 2010. How do you think we've all changed since then, CD? Well, uh, <laughs> absolutely, Christy, and you have been at the forefront of many of those. Oh, uh, that was a good we, question. We've had some fun. <laughs> nice. Um, We've coined a new phrase out here called soft areas, and, and Christy has uh, uh, been a very integral part of the soft area development. Well, one thing that we noticed uh, doing several shows out at the fair is that there are a lot of big personalities, especially when it comes to the, the vendors out there. And I think we might have talked to, to Melanie Lanier about this, but how do you uh, manage such an eclectic group of, of people? <laughs> I mean that in the, in the most uh, positive way possible, by the way. How, how do you possibly... Get everybody on the same page, especially on days like the uh, the uh, Big Tex Awards where everybody's at each other's throats. Big Tex or Texas OU. <laughs> it's crazy those two days. Well, that's a that's a very good question. Uh, it is 
it is an honor, uh, but it is a challenge uh, because it's kind of like a large group of kids. And, uh, and if one kid gets punished, sometimes all the kids get punished, uh, so to speak, if, you know, some situation. And uh, we, uh, it, it does take a real, uh, I'll back up a little bit. My father was a elementary school principal and my mother was a second grade teacher. And so I got some very valuable training as a youngster. Uh, my dad, uh, especially, uh, he, he, I watched him maneuver through that craft being an elementary school principal. And, uh, I guess some of it rubbed off on me. <laughs> I hope so. I think he'd be smiling if he knew that, but, uh, um, you just, it really, it, it it's kind of, it's a team. It's a group. It's a wonderful group. So talented. Uh, and there, but there is all levels of expertise across the spectrum. Uh, of the, we have 78, and uh, so I guess I have 78 kids, and uh, uh, I'm just trying to do what's best for the fair, and sometimes uh, maybe not all 78 agree that that's what's best for them, and it, so it is a challenge. Oh, I know there's more than sometimes that all 78 don't agree, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know if it's your father smiling, but I'm loving listening to this, and I have got a huge smile on my face. No, it's that, good stuff. That you're saying that you've got 78 children. Would you say that's accurate, Christy? I'd say yes, it is, and bless his heart. <laughs> bless his heart. CD, I well, know. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was Ron Black, the gentleman that I took place, a wonderful man. I love the man to death. He's like a brother to me. Uh, Ron kind of had a different personality, though. He was a he he measured, I think, some of his success, and if nobody was complaining, and to a certain degree, if there's not somebody complaining about what we're doing now, I feel like maybe I haven't push the envelope enough and uh so it's kind of a little different approach uh to it than ron uh, ron did and then again i'm not saying that critically because he's a wonderful man i know talking to some folks at the state fair uh 2016 set kind of a high bar for the fair as far as attendance goes um i'm not sure about revenue but i it, it was a big deal a lot of people said 2016 was a great year uh, looking back now that 2017 is over and done, how did chasing that dragon go? Did, did you meet that bar? Did you did you rise above it? What did you think? Well, uh, that's, that's another great question. Uh, we started off the fair this year. Uh, I remember when I first got here, uh, people like Christy and some of the folks who have been here a long time would tell me that the fair really doesn't open until October, which means you know, we always have three or four days, two or three days in September. But the, the people don't, it doesn't really equate fair September. It's fair is October. And, but in 2016, we started off like a rocket. Uh, our new marketing team is one, one factor. They got the word out. Um, had a, we had promotions. I think we had a football game that opening weekend. But uh, we started off like a rocket from, from the first weekend. This year, we started off in a more traditional way, uh, a little slow. And uh, but then we began to build at, at about day seven and day eight through 24. We began to build, and had we started off hot those first week, we would have beat uh, 2016, which which everybody would have been. I mean, we still we were only a little less than five percent shy of that. So it was the second best fair in history. Uh, so the last three fairs have been monstrous growth for the state fair, and uh, and and 2017 was just like four and a half. Uh, and I'm speaking of the food and beverage area, we were four and a half percent below uh, 16. What do you attribute that growth to? Is there anything that you think that uh, the fair has been doing better in the last few years that have drawn more eyes and more attendees? 
Well, uh, it's it's a culmination of many things. Uh, number one, uh, of course, the, the, we have a, a great new marketing team here, uh, and, and again, not to be critical of the previous marketing team, but we uh, we we have young new ideas. Uh, social media, uh, for example, we were not even hardly a participant in the social media world, and now I think we can hit a hit a send button, and I think we can send emails to like four hundred thousand people. And uh, obviously, that's a huge factor in every walk of life today. Um, next, uh, we have a creative uh, a spinoff of the marketing group. We have a co- creative function now, and we have basically reimagined the fair. Uh, we are from our logo on down, uh, and and that, uh, along with the marketing team, they have got out into the market, the metroplex, and uh, given people a reason to come to the fair. Uh, which maybe they didn't have one a discount, a deep discount Thursday, thrifty Thursdays, um, and some of the other discounted programs during the week. Because really, the art of this business is getting additional attendance on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday during the week. Our weekends are pretty much at capacity, and uh, so so that group, and then and then a part that Christie is a very integral part of the growth of the Big Tech Choice contest has literally, I believe this year at the end of the contest, I believe some type of media appeared in every state in the United States except for one. Uh, something in the media talking about the Big Tech's Choice Contest and the winners. And, and, and so it's, we, we were always an eating event, but now we really are truly an eating event. And uh, it, it shows in the numbers and just the awareness and out in the Metroplex of the, the fair, uh, you know, what's going on at the fair. I've often said that the creation of the Big Tech's Choice Awards, we were like ground zero for all the wonderful new creative foods in the fairs across the United States. And we, I mean, we're the best of the best. And I I think that, like you were just saying, C.D., that with all the different media this past year, everything but one state, I don't know who that stupid state was, (laughs) but, uh, you know, we really did put all this crazy food on the map in the United States. I think so. Yes, you can see when our contest is over, you can see with a little in a short amount of time, this same style or imitation of a product will appear at other fairs and events around the country. Even at the Ranger Games, you go over there, they have a stand now called uh, State Fair, F-A-R-E, State Fair, F-A-R-E, and in that stand they sell fried Twinkies and Oreos and and they sell several state fair FAIR items in that stand, and it's very busy. <laughs> They're ripping us off. <laughs> <laughs> Get a piece of that, Christy. <laughs> well, CD, looking forward at, at next year, 2018, because the fair will live on eternal, uh, I wanted to ask, now that we kind of know where that high water mark is and the step below it for this year, which is fantastic, congratulations, by the way, I'm curious, last year we had community engagement, social media, we had incredible food. Can you give us a sneak peek of what we can expect next year? What's coming up for the fair? Well, uh, uh, it's a little a little early to know specifically many of the projects. We, we do have a major, uh, one major one that uh, Christy may not have even heard about yet, but we're going to put out information to everybody uh, probably right after the holidays. Um, the uh, Coliseum here, the big green building, uh, where originally I believe was built for the World Championship Rodeo, uh, it's about a seven or eight thousand seat uh, auditorium. But it's been primarily used in recent years as an exhibit hall, with exhibits down on the floor of that of that hall. And uh, we're we're looking at uh, 
doing some, some things, moving some very popular attractions into that building. One is the petting zoo, and the other is the little hands on the farm um, into that area and making a, a really wonderful kid family uh, experience, whether it's air conditioned and weatherproof, and uh, and then doing some other things in the other areas. And, and what that will do is going to free up another piece of real estate uh, that we possibly can develop into another soft. Uh, and I didn't I didn't really elaborate on soft areas. Uh, one of the things that I, as a fan of the fair, and have been all my life since I was a small child, um, but but being a simple thinker that I think I do a good job at is you come out here and um, have fun at the fair, but there was no place to sit down, uh, very few places to sit down. Christie's place at the dock was one of them, um, but uh, elsewhere around the fair, you really just had to stand. So if you got tired, once you got tired, you just left and went home. And now we have uh, literally several thousand seats where you can sit down, uh, have a glass of wine, a beer, or soft drink, and a snack, and with friends, and visit, and talk, and um, uh, elongate your stay. And that's kind of that's what we call soft areas. That, uh, and it's also square footage out here. And Christy, again, is one of the forefronts of this, taking some square footage out here that's so precious and reviving it to productive area. Um, again, real estate is so precious in this 277 acres. And, uh, and Christy has done it on more than one occasion now. Uh, brought an idea and uh, to to the fair that we've agreed with her and uh, and she has done really well in doing that and we're going to get a chance to where the little hands on the farm was uh, over on Nimitz Drive which is a beautiful piece of real estate uh, possibly direct uh, develop that into a, another another soft area one of the things that proves that we're still moving in the right direction is this past year at Texas OU um, we broke our one day gross sales record by over a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. wow. And that, that, that shows that, you know, that's, that's your big test day, that do you have the capacity to handle the crowd uh, that's here for that game and, and uh, around, the, around the fair. And we, we proved that we were, and uh, we broke our old one day. Of course, it helped that the game was at 2 o'clock and not at 11 and some other things, and it was hot, um, uh, many variables. But uh, the ability to process the number of people here is, is what we're continuing to work on. Um, so that when people come out, they can have a good time. And, you know, like with the C, uh, the soft areas, what you were talking about, CD, I can think of probably four off the top of my head that have live entertainment in the evening. So, I mean, yes. people are getting free entertainment that they can just sit there and relax and take it all in. You and I often talk about, you know, what a great place just to sit and people watch and watch mm -hmm. the fair go around. Exactly. Around every corner now, almost you you'll hear some noise, and you'll say, "Well, that's that's the band playing," and uh, and that's that's a to me a festival like no other. What we've we've come up with that, I really am proud of that. <clears throat> Before we let you go, I think Christy, you were mentioning that the fair is also involved in in charity work. Is that right? Is it? We have uh, a group at the state fair that, mm -hmm. that they've created called State Fair Cares, and this last year, well, past I think this was our third year CD. Well, let, me, let me interrupt you, Christy. That Christy was the one that also <laughs> began that idea. And she, I well, love it, CD. <laughs> you're the perfect the guest Christy, for the show. Yeah, the Christy show. <laughs> what a great interview. Uh, it really is the Christy show here because she, she I, I remember a couple of years before it started, you mentioning that. And, of course, obviously it's a great idea, but just saying, oh, how will we put it together, what we do? Well, you just step out there and do it. And that's that's 
she was the impetus to make that happen, and it's turned out to be a great now new tradition for the fair. Yes, that and it really is because what we do is vendors get together and we give either our food that hasn't been opened or sometimes we can even give the food that's already been cooked to homeless shelters or churches or they get, it goes to food pantries or whatever and it's just a wonderful day it's a wonderful event because number one the fair is over you can finally get some rest and uh, you're putting all that extra to good use and you see that it's going to make a difference in someone's life you know it just as a mother and grandmother, it breaks my heart to think that there's a child going without. So it's a wonderful thing. And this year, we're going to go in another direction here shortly. We're going to have a holiday party for all the state fair concessionaires, and it's going to be a coat and a toy drive. So oh, wow. it's just other ways that we're coming up with that we can help the community that gives so much to all of us. Yeah, putting the Texas in State Fair of Texas. Mm-hmm. The Tejas Day. <laughs> That's us. Well, shoot. Uh, CD, uh, unfortunately, we've only got a couple minutes left. I guess before we let you go, let me know uh, where or let people know where can they find out more about you? Where can they find out more about the State Fair? And just to satiate my personal curiosity, what do you do in the off season? You go on vacation somewhere? I mean, what do you got going well, on? <laughs> yeah, that's probably one of the most popular questions we get asked. Right. And, uh, it's, it's, it's funny. We, we, we just finished off, I think it was about 34 straight days of 12 to 14 hours a day as Christy can mm-hmm. testify and uh and now we're kind of still tidying up and bundling up uh the, the financial side of the fair and getting that all tidied up and then I'm about to uh I'll be off all next week and I'm, I'm about to be off really most of the month of December because we didn't get a chance to take any vacation in the summer uh well we did some but not, not all of our vacation so when you total up how much vacation you still have coming you go oh my goodness I gotta take most of December off, which is really not a lot gets to going on the holidays. We all know that between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so it's a wonderful time. And uh, it's enough time off to where actually about, I don't know, halfway through it, I'm ready to get back to work. And, uh, but we come back in January and I just, the fair is to me is like a 10,000 piece jigsaw puzzle. And you just dump the box out on the table and you put the edge pieces in first and then you keep filling it in. When I was a little kid, I used to get the scissors and cut the piece. So it wouldn't fit. <laughs> and uh, my mom helped me understand that that wasn't, wasn't the way it works. And, uh, it's like well, me pulling. That's kind of the way, the way the fair is. It's like me pulling uh, stickers off my Rubik's Cube and like putting them on yeah. the right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so we really just start putting it back together since we uh, really start from a, a very clean blackboard, another teacher term. Uh, and a brand new piece of chalk, and we start putting it together because all the concessionaires, it's a one-year contract, and at the end of the fair, uh, the contract expires, and so we start right out with a uh, with a with an application. Uh, even though you've, you've been here 75 years, you fill out an application, contract, and then we begin the process. And then, of course, our new projects uh, that we're working on, and and of course, we try to do industry research and. And uh, it really is, we stay very busy. Uh, and then about July 1st, uh, we hit the ground starting to, you know, set up starts August 1st. And uh, and then, of course, we're busy again. So it, the year goes by very fast. And there's very little real downtime except for December. Well, shoot, CD, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Before I let you go, where can people start to find more out about State Fair 2018? Sure. Well, our, our website is bigtex.com. And uh, in the food category, food and beverage category, there's a tab on there. Well, there's a tab for rental space. 
and then there's a tab for uh, uh, food, and you click on that tab, and, and there's a, a lot of information in there of what's expected of a concessionaire and what's required and, and uh, give you a lot of general information. Uh, the application goes up, and um, about the third week in January, we get our New Year's New Year application on there. So you can click on and fill out. I tell a concessionaire that's interested, I say, fill out that application. You have till March 1st to get that back in, and uh, that's where the process starts. We usually have about 150 applications for our concessionaire space. Last year we had one opening. and No, excuse me, we had no openings last year. We had one the year before. So it's a very highly, uh, highly sought-after space, and, and we don't have a lot of new space. But uh, there, occasionally there does. We do have some. Talk about the kids getting in fights. Well, shoot, CD, thanks so much for joining us on the show. CD Reisinger, everybody. Bye, CD. It's my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Goodbye. We'll be be right back with more of the show right after this. Welcome back to Fairs, Festivals, and Carnivals, Episode 4. And for this segment, we're not quite talking to a State Fair employee, but somebody who probably knows a lot. Christy, you want to help me out with this introduction? I don't want to steal your thunder. I would love to do this introduction. Uh, Right now, we are talking to the CFO, the Chief Financial Officer of Winter Concessions, who at her young age has already put in 40-plus years at the State Fair. She is an integral uh, part of the State Fair family. She's um, also my baby sister. No. <laughs> this is Jonna Estelle Winter McKee. Hey, darling. Hey, what's going on? Well, we're just wanting to talk to you to get your input about the uh, State Fair of Texas 2017. Okay, well, I guess I'm super sensitive because I already have tears in my eyes. No. <laughs> Are those good tears or bad tears? <laughs> Oh, all happy tears. Happy, happy tears. Well, let's go on, John. Let's just start talking about the fair 2017, because sometimes uh, Zach and Matt always get to hear my <laughs> perspective. They come out to the fair and do all kinds of interviews and whatnot to not just us, but other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want your input, honey. What do you think about this past year? Oh, wow. This past year um, was absolutely amazing. Um, I I guess the Texas sheet cake really was the bomb. Um, well, it was the best. I mean, hands down, there's no, nobody's disputing that or anything. <laughs> and I'm not sure if it was the Texas sheet cake that was the bomb or if it was mom. Um, I don't think I've ever experienced a year as to where so many people came in and said, oh, my gosh, that's Bernie. Oh, my gosh, can we have our picture made with her? And friends that are just calling me saying, your mom is like all over Facebook. Y'all are on the TV every time we turn on the TV. So it was just a super blessing this year um, and just really exciting, I think, for our whole family. Uh, Jonna, we should point out, uh, Christy said you have a regular uh, a regular day job. Yeah, what she, in the, she, she said I, you have a real job. You <laughs> have a real job. It's a real job. I do. What I in the do. W- I have, uh, and my friends kid me all the time. They say, Jonna, how do you do it? Um, well, that's what I was it, about it, to ask you is what, I mean, I saw what kind of work goes into running the uh, the concessions at, at the fair. What in the world makes you want to get wrapped up in that and maintain a regular day job as well? Well, I think that's something that my parents um, instilled in us years and years ago is, you know, my dad had a real job um, when he worked for the railroad. And, I mean, but he did get to, as they call, lay off during the fair and take off. Um, but um, it, it's a passion. 
uh, and it's a love that gets inside your heart. And um, I, I wouldn't want to, I hate it when I'm not there helping Christy, helping Joanne. Um, I wish I could be there all the time, but unfortunately, um, I do have to maintain a real job. And luckily, I have a company that is, um, you know, good enough about, hey, it's five o'clock, guys, I got to, I got to get to the fair. I got to get, I got to get to another fun thing right now. Um, and my friends say, how do you do it? And it's just an energy um, that comes before you that says, I can do this. I can do this for 24 days. I can do this for 300 hours. Well, and but, Jonna, you do have to tell them you do have a pretty stressful job. She's the controller for a commercial construction company. That's so, a big gig. <laughs> it's a big gig that she's got. <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah, it, it, it is a pretty big gig. So, But uh, you know what? It's a love. It's a love that our parents taught us, and it's a tradition that we absolutely would. There's times, I will say there's times that Christy might call me, and she says, and she has called me and said, you need to get here right now. I'm quitting. I'm leaving. (laughs) I have said that. I think I said that four times this year. (laughs) She did, yeah. And I was like, "Um, well, uh, okay, um, I I can't be there right now, but I'll get there shortly. And then the next day we're driving around the fairgrounds, and she says, Look at that spot right there. Don't you see that spot? Do you know what we could do with that next year? Yeah. And I'm just I thought you were quitting. <laughs> I'm shaking my head and I'm like, "Yep." Well, and you know, we have it's not all roses, but 20 years ago when we were younger, you know, we probably did disagree and we probably did get in arguments. We try and not do that anymore. Um it, it, it's amazing love that you no know, that we have between all of us that we're going to make it work and we're sure going to make it, it, it every time mom is sitting there you say i can do this i well, can do this well jonna let me just say one thing honey all those times that i'm saying i'm quitting i need you out here it's just a testament to how much i really do need you out there and it's so funny because joanne works our other sister works just as hard but she works in a confined space where she takes coupons and that's it and she does the books for the fair where John and I are more like operations, and we have five different locations, and it's very hard during the day for me to oversee those five. But once John gets on the fairgrounds, I just kind of take a breath like, oh, okay, I can relax. everything. Because I know that her eyes see what my eyes see. Nobody else sees those things. We can walk up and say, what's that beer doing stacked over there? Or how come there's not four people behind that counter? Or why is that girl up there? So she's my partner in crime. <laughs> During the fair, we talk a lot, a lot. And, we, and, you know, even away from the fair, I mean, I would pretty much say Christy is, is if I don't talk to her one day, it's like, okay, what's wrong? Why are we not talking? <laughs> um, so I love that part of not only do, I mean, we get to see each other every day for 24 days. So it's pretty special. John, I've got a really off-the-wall question. Normally, we're usually softballs, but I just happened to come up with it and thought to myself, sure, I'll ask this. Why not? If you could untangle a funnel cake and just stretch out how long you think that would be, how many feet, (laughs) how many miles of funnel cake do you think you've eaten in your life? Because it's got to be a handful, more than most, I imagine. That I've eaten or that I've served? Both. Oh, well. I mean, it's immeasurable, of course, but just speculating oh my gosh that i've eaten I, we're gonna say hundreds <laughs> <laughs> hundreds of miles of funnel cake does that hundreds sound about right miles Christy? well you know what it's yeah. really funny we don't really eat funnel cakes right yeah no. i would imagine you don't you probably aren't you don't go to the fair and think i gotta get a funnel cake it's probably kind no, of secondary oh yeah no, i really do yeah every night like i'm like i made it well sometimes i don't eat it all and i'll look up and i'm like 
8.30. I haven't had anything to eat. And so I'll get me a little baby funnel cake, but I usually don't get to finish it because I'm obviously, hey, Jonna, I need this. Hey, I need this. Hey, I need that. And I come back and want, well, my funnel cake's cold. So <laughs> um, I, I attempt to eat it, um, but it doesn't always work that way. Uh, this, um, this one thing I didn't ask you, is there a good way to reheat a funnel cake? Oh, yeah. Jonna, you want to take that? Um, there is. Now, do I say it's the best way to do it? Uh, maybe not. But we did do a weekend at Bernie's this past year. And so we did, um, how big How big was that ring, Christy? Uh, 12 inches. 12-inch funnel cake. Mm-hmm. So it was a pizza, I mean, funnel cake in a funnel cake box to go. Really, if you're going to take it home, don't put the powdered sugar on it. Maybe keep it to the side. Take it home. Put it in the oven for just a little bit just to get the the warmth back, the heat back in it. Then put the, the sugar on top of it. But if you take hmm. the sugar home with it, it kind of absorbs in it when you heat it up. Mm-hmm. But the really best way is, man, you need to have it at the dock. Well, <laughs> or the funnel cake stand. Definitely. Well, yeah, or the funnel cake stand. I suppose it's easy to leave. Unlike the rest of us, when we get a funnel cake, it's like we well, got to finish it. It's like a treasured item. But for you, that there's always another funnel cake, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm teasing with Christy because we have so many. We've got four desserts that are just really super great. And her son came in this past year and he said, "You know what, y'all need to do. Y'all need to do a trio." We need to do a sampler plate of all of our little desserts. Mm. And Christy's like, oh, oh, no, 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 we're not going there. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. We might go there. We might have, be able to have something where you can have just a little bit of all of Fernie's desserts. Okay, sounds like I've been outvoted. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I've been outvoted. Solving by, by my son. Here. Yeah, by my son who never even shows up to work <laughs> and my sister. But that's okay. I'll take it. Jonna, looking ahead at 2018, any thoughts at what you kind of want to accomplish next year? Is there anything you're looking forward to? How do you feel about it? Oh, 2018. Let's see. Um, yes, it's going to be uh, 50 years for us at the fair. That's right, the big 50. So it's going to be a big year for us. So we're trying to find that just um, over-the-top, perfect um, Bernie taste that we can, uh, because we do like to be in the Big Tech's Choice Awards. There is a little bit of competition level um, in mine and Christie's blood. So um, we're going to try and really go big for that. Um Maybe really thinking about, you know, is it time we've gone four years without getting a new spot? Let's find some soft soft spots, some grass out there at the State Fair of Texas and see what we can bring to all the fans and guests. Oh, Jonna, we need to talk. <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> I've got some things to tell you, sister. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, I, I always like to, to ask, uh, I probably ask everybody that's been, that's come through here is what's your favorite food item of the fair, yours or, or otherwise? My favorite food? Yeah. Um, I would say my favorite food, go-to food every day is our non-cheetos. Exactly. Mm. Same here. I've told y'all that before, too. Dad's favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah it's, it's something about, uh, I mean, the, the che- and if the cheese doesn't taste right, Chrissy and I both are saying, it, you know, the cheese doesn't taste right. But, and I will say this. Mom and Dad taught us, I mean, we learned back in 68, 69, um, don't serve anything that you don't eat yourself. And there's not, I, I pretty much every day I'm going to eat something at the dock if I get to eat. But there's something about the cheese and the nachos, the chopped up jalapenos, and the, just the—it's it, just the perfect little little bite. 
So there's often times John and I'll be sitting there at the owner's table with Fernie and her throne. <laughs> air quotes are important. <laughs> yeah, air <laughs> quotes are important here. And uh, so we'll be sitting there and I'll like, have you eaten today? And she'll say, no, you've eaten today? I'm like, let's get some nachos. And one of us, whoever is the least tired, will get up and make the nachos. <laughs> and we'll just sit there and go over paperwork and eat our nachos together. Mm. Bonding moment, sissy. Well, on that bonding moment, probably of the 24 days this past fair, we're not even talking about future, this past fair, there was one day that Chrissy was back in the back room where all our supplies and storage are, and I walked back there, and she had a pork sandwich cut in half with mustard on it, and she had some nachos, and her and I both sat back there, I, I think on a box. I don't even think we had a stool. We didn't. We, I think we sat sitting on boxes. Yep, just sitting there is like just the two of us, and we said maybe nobody will find us right now. Let's just sit right here and have a pork sandwich and some nachos. But I did remind her, hey, we do have cameras, so we're on the camera back here. But Chrissy and I are the only one that can see the camera. Yeah, we're the only ones that know what's going on back there. It's good to be the king, isn't it? <laughs> the queens, the, the queens. queens. Yeah. Silly me. Queens of the State Fair. Well, shoot, Jonna, before we let you go, how can people find out more about you? What do you got going on in your life? Oh, my gosh. What do I have going on in my life? I have. Um, I've been married. You know, I have, I have to use a calculator sometimes to figure out how many years I got married. got married in 81. Oh, wow. Um, yep. I have two children, a 34-year-old daughter, and a son that is 30 that was born during the State Fair of Texas. Jonna went into oh this. you're the one I yeah know. this is oh, the one that went into yeah. labor I've heard this story yes <laughs> I think how do you yeah, feel about every that interview yeah every interview I do I sometimes that comes up and I'm just kind of like no I'm, people might be tired of hearing me say that I went to labor making funnel cakes but what can I say so, it's the truth um, yeah and my son um, works the outside stand uh, which is is great and then I have two amazing grandsons that um. My oldest grandson is Locke, and that's my mom's maiden name, Wanda Fern Locke. Wow. So, oh. um, so my life my life stays pretty busy between my work and my grandkids. Um, and, you know, the 24 days of the fair, as much as I love it, God, I miss those kids during 24 days. They think Big Tex is pretty special, and all of mom's grandkids think that mom owns the state fair of Texas. So. <laughs> well, they used to. They're in their 40s now. So <laughs> they've well, learned. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but now it's really neat because mother ha has 14 great grandkids. And so they're the ones out there thinking that their Mimi owns the State Fair of Texas. To be clear, I can't confirm or deny whether or not she doesn't own the State Fair of Texas. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, yeah, she's the queen of the castle. Well, we, we think so. Jonna, thanks so much for chatting with us. I guess we'll catch you out at next year's fair. Absolutely. I can't wait to see and I promise you we won't let you down. Christy and I'll have something in our pocket for you. Oh, we can't wait. Oh my gosh, no pressure. <laughs> We're going to do a quick, quick little wrap up here before we go and I can't wait to grill her and find out what that is. All right, we'll be right back with more fairs, festivals and carnivals right after this. Bye baby. back to fairs festivals and carnivals we are wrapping up episode four and before we go we figured we'd get together and have a few words just to kind of talk about i don't know where we're headed next uh, and what we thought wow i totally lost my train of thought there i, I think i might have had a stroke christy what did you what did you think of our conversations with cd and jonna loved them thought they were super 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 informative you know 
have worked with CD. Uh, I think he said he first started coming out there and kind of shadowing Ron in 2008, 2008 and 2009. Yeah. So I've worked with him since then. But it was really interesting to get that little insight into his brain mm-hmm. about how he deals and handles all of us. And uh, it's true. I mean, he does have that very practical principal teacher approach to all of our crazy personalities which is probably the only way he can handle it yeah and it's a it's a question that i didn't get around to asking him but i he mentioned it a little bit about how if somebody's not complaining then he's not doing his job as far as pushing things forward Mm -hmm. and i I gotta think that's such a delicate balance when you're talking about an entity as big as the state fair and as important as the state fair when you're trying to change things little by little and how do you how do you maintain that balance between keeping things the way that works and trying to push push the envelope a little bit and, and push things forward? Well, I don't think it's just the fair. I think it's true with business in general right now that things are changing constantly. Yeah. And if you're not changing, then you're not going to be part of the landscape in the future. Because I see what some of the concessionaires have done, and then I see what other concessionaires have done. And I'm like, in fact, I had lunch recently with Melanie and I was telling her about one concession in particular and I said that needs to go that just needs to go that was horrible and she's like and I said I don't want it (laughs) I don't want it but it needs to go and uh so I mean people just need to get with the program out there things are changing yeah. One, one thing I really enjoyed, when, whenever we interview somebody, usually I kind of have a list in my head of questions I kind of want to talk about. I might have notes. Um, but it's important to have follow-ups. And every once in a while when somebody says something interesting, I'll say, well, let's talk about more about that for mm-hmm. a second. And at one point uh, when we were asking about CD's background, he talked about working at Six Flags and how he got involved in the fair. And that his mentor at the time was the president of the state fair. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask him, wow, you know, the first time I ever met Mitchell, the current president, mm-hmm. was – this fair and otherwise he was kind of like on his throne and i'd never got to talk to him and it was kind of his own thing how'd, how'd you get to know the mentor of the, the how'd you how'd you get to have the president of the state fair as your mentor and right before i was able to ask that question matt cuts in with the part <laughs> i didn't even hear which is wait did you invent the lemon <laughs> i was very excited about that uh, yeah. forget that presidency thing <laughs> lemon chill right um so talking about this coliseum thing because that's really interesting talking about uh moving the the the, the pet the little hands on the farm fair i was gonna say the pet fair for some reason (laughs) little hands on the farm uh in the petting zoo into the coliseum and opening up some more space i know in the past that's kind i mean like he said last year there wasn't any space to open the year before there was one space that opened there were like 135 entries for it it's a whole big thing christy any being a veteran of the fair any any kind of thoughts about getting ahead of the game a little bit maybe trying to sneak into that space where anybody else can get it i mean you heard it here first well actually my mind was already going that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I guess great minds do think alike. I can't uh, divulge too much, but I need to have a conversation with CD. Right. Yeah, <laughs> probably right. important. Listen, we had you on our show. Like, come on, slide us a little something. I mean, I think the great thing about this show, like all the people that we've talked to, from the vendors to the different people in management, mm-hmm. I think if you ever wanted to get a good look at how the State Fair works and how the State Fair does what it does so successfully, mm-hmm. you should listen to this show. I mean, you, I, I guess you're already listening to this show, but this is a great, pass it along to people if anybody's interested in how the state fair is able to be so consistently great from year to year I, I it's been great the people that we've had on uh, i had the city council person ask me what i thought about the state fair the management team and i said i love them mm-hmm. i absolutely love them this is the third president that 
has been on board since I've been involved at the State Fair and couldn't say enough wonderful things about Mitchell. He is just fantastic the way he leads that team, the marketing team, the PR team, the concession group. The, I mean, it's just really, I'm really not sucking up at all. I mean these words honestly. It is an honor and a privilege to be part of this group. They really put their best effort forward every day. I'm really proud of them. So what did you do when everything was packed up? Everything was, you you could finally say, I'm done with the 2017 State Fair. What did you do? I think it just went out, to, well, it was really funny because the f- fair was over on Sunday. Monday, I didn't get to go out to dinner. And Tuesday, I did get to go out to dinner with my husband. And who did I run into but Earl McCoy, the past president of the really? State Fair of Texas. And mentor of C.D. <laughs> Reisinger. Reisinger. Exactly. I heard that part. I was going to follow up. <laughs> and so uh, Earl came over and he was speaking with me. And I looked exhausted and I was tired. And I told him this is my first actual dinner with my husband. And uh, I said, you know, it's kind of strange because you really don't know how to react in the real world again after being like that i yeah. said it's kind of like being in a concentration camp <laughs> and uh, mr mccoy is like i understand christy it's kind of like you're a caged animal for 24 days and i it is because you get in that wrapped up in that environment where it's work 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 you know task 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 you know and then it's like i have nothing to do what yeah. do i do i don't know how to Talk to real people. Do, do you ever get, I mean, I know the people who put so much time into, into work, once it stops, they, they'll they sit down for a second and they'll get sick or something. Like, everything will just hit them at once. Like, I could, I didn't have time, didn't have time to be sick. I didn't have time to, to relax or anything like that. Do you, are you able to recuperate pretty well? Or? Yeah, I, I, I think I have. And like I said, as a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, I thought, well, I'm bored. I need to do something. So that's when I called Melanie. I said, let's have a party. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's get another project going. <laughs> let's do some more. <laughs> Well, next year is the big 5 mm-hmm. for the Fernie's brand, year 50. I know I said in our interview with Jonna that I would grill you about this. I, I didn't mean it. I was kidding. But wh- what do we got looking forward? Any any sneak peeks? Any? I mean, what do you – you said on this show before that you look at recipes all year round. Oh, yeah. You find stuff all year. You, so you don't have to tell me what you're thinking about. Oh, I would, but ne- I would never. Are you, <laughs> do you already have a couple maybe contenders you're thinking maybe that's the one? Yes. All right. Oh, yes. Way ahead yes. of the game. Christy yes, Rapello. Yes, yes. I love it. I've got that. This, what I normally do is I will do one sweet, one savory. And I have already got a couple picked out for the sweet. Not so much the savory, but the sweets I have. Right. And being being that we spend so much time out of the state for talking to people, I really feel like I'm, I'm very much like an armchair concession critic here because I'm already thinking, <laughs> wait, 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 she's across the way from Kincaid. She probably won't go hamburger. So she's got to go something like, yeah, I'm already trying to figure out where you're at and what you're going to go for. And I have no idea what to, what's in store, but I'm excited to find out. It'll be great. Well, yeah, it's going to be exciting. I think what we should maybe is uh, in June start doing some podcasts from Christie's Kitchen. Oh, wow. That would be great. <laughs> yes, that would be very exciting. We should exciting. do that. That would be a great time. Yeah. We, we'll be happy to taste test for you. Okay. Yeah. But you have to, to sign a non-DA <laughs> before you can put it We can't this. say what we're eating, but we'll just tell you. Oh, it's t- good. It, good. Yeah. it is incredible, <laughs> but we won't talk about it. All right. Well, shoot. Before we wrap up, uh, Christy, Christy any, any final thoughts for this episode? I think it was great. I think we've had so much fun the past four podcasts, and uh, I like Matt was saying, it's great getting, you know, 
this little bit of information out there what goes on to this crazy business that we have because i've told y'all before there's no other business that i know of that you have basically 300 hours to make your income for the year and you're next to 77 other competitors every 10 feet and so it's it's a crazy world and like john was saying it does kind of have to be in your blood or you wouldn't do it Hmm. well I love it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I don't know if there have been books written about the state fair, but if, like I said, if you need to know anything about how how it works, this is the place to go. That's true. That's yeah. true. Well, with that, I don't I don't know if there's any other better way to wrap this. So I guess we'll just call it. Uh, thanks for listening uh, for Fairs Festival and Carnivals. I'm Zach Lewis. I'm Matt Stoker. I'm Christy Rapello. And we will be back. We don't know when. Yeah, at some point, <laughs> it's gonna happen. State it fair will happen. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, folks. We'll see you.